Expounded Universe, Season 8, Episode 9, A Colossus Lapse in Judgment. The book, Star Trek X-Men, Planet X. The year, some year. Sir, with your hosts, Jeff and John. Let's go. A person who would stick his dick through a hole in a shower wall has no honor. That's what I do. I press the button that says cloak. Such is my distaste for Cyclops. Anyone sees you fucking this statue, they know you want to fuck. Welcome back to X-Pounded Universe, the Star Trek and X-Men novel discussion podcast. There's only the one novel, so there's not a lot of extra falderall we have to discuss in explaining the concept of the show. True. Mm-hmm. It's so straightforward. Yeah. That a child could do it. And doesn't. <laughs> Honestly, this book is pretty well written for a kid, specifically, because there's a lot of explaining the point <laughs> that, that kind of makes up the the, uh, the the meat of the chapters here. And the potatoes of the chapter here. Yeah, the potatoes of the chapter here are descriptions of people's powers, and then the, uh, the, the broccoli of the chapters is every time they mention someone's muscles rippling. <laughs> Which is uh, which is a lot. Yeah, them ripple muscles. There's a lot of ripple muscles. A lot of must ripples in... Uh, I'm must ripples. <laughs> Welcome the- to Late Night. <laughs> Tonight our guest is definitely some sort of predator. <laughs> some sort of predator. Yeah, you just, know, it's just a cat. <laughs> I was thinking more like the movie Predator. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, some predator, you know, from Predator it's, Planet. Comes out... <laughs> You're one ugly motherfucker. <laughs> Just makes those noises. Yeah. Just yeah. clicks and then, like, imitates people. And then tears Muss Ripple's head and spine out. <laughs> you know, I'm, I've heard you do a mean impersonation. You want to go ahead and show the audience? Oh, there's my head. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is, an interp- it, it is an impression of Scorpion's fatality. You're no, going to burn me alive? <laughs> it's the burning people alive one. You don't remember who does the, scor- the uh, fatality where they rip out the entire spine, do you? Oh, it's probably Sub-Zero. It is. There we go. You'd think it'd be a freezy one because of who he is. I mean, he does have does, a freezy one. I, does he, with the spine rip, does he like freeze their feet to the floor so that the whole thing will work, like to give them leverage or something? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember very many of the, the fatalities. When I was a kid, I remember obsessively memorizing how to do most of them. Yeah. Well, I think what happened was the the freezy, like, blow apart fatality mm-hmm. was what you got on the super nintendo because they weren't allowed to have blood or real graphic violence well i mean that's only the very first mortal kombat game they had that problem on the super nintendo by, by mortal kombat 2 they were like yeah fuck it blood whatever <laughs> oh we don't even care anymore. yeah uh so yeah the first mortal kombat on super nintendo had fatalities that were like he punches you oh yeah well i mean that's why like one of the biggest codes from uh, the game genie was turning the sweat into blood in yeah. Mortal Kombat. All it would do is turn the sweat red. It wouldn't put in the fatalities or anything. It was a terrible code. Yeah. It was, what is this code? The code restores red to the blobs. My favorite code I ever used, because I had a game genie, of course, because I'm, I'm a huge goddamn cheater in general. Oh, yeah. Uh, but well, especially back in the day when you're just renting games, you're like, oh, I don't yeah. give a fuck. I don't have time for your nonsense. I don't want to sit here and figure this game out over the next four days and then return it. I'm going to beat you. I had a, a series, I think you had to put in three different codes. 
uh, in the Game Genie for Street Fighter Two, the very first one. Oh, the, the in-air fireballs? No, no, no. I mean, also that one. Yeah, sometimes. But this one made the bosses playable. Oh, okay. But it broke them very badly. <laughs> uh. It was kind of like playing the bosses, sure, in the way that you would... Like, if you were to just get your Super Nintendo to run through the porn channel scrambler, <laughs> it was... That was what the bosses were like. Yeah. I'm like every once in a while, it would snap into focus as a blue nipple, and you'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm 15, and this is doing it for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't even heard of what a sorry are yet. Huh? <laughs> eh? eh? Mass Effect eh? joke? Mass Effect? Yeah. Eh? Anything but Star Trek or X-Men. That's that's my motto. Hell yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I sad Joe is sad. Yeah. Joe. We're going to start this chapter off with the Conrocts captain i said joe mm-hmm. and he is sad yeah he's having a bad day because his whole plan to seed this planet with mutant genes so that people would develop mutations 20 years later uh, and then i guess his people would go harvest those mutants and get their mutant juice and use and then drink it to give themselves more power no they were just going to use them to take shit over oh they're just going to use them as a, as war- warriors yeah they were just I- like oh we're going to get a bunch of mutants and then be like these are our warriors we're gonna take over with this i don't know if, if that was the case why didn't they just kidnap them and raise them themselves like we, with the full knowledge that they would eventually mutate into cool things but then you'd have them you know indoctrinated with 20 years of your dumb drac on history instead you're gonna get a lot of open rebellion it makes a lot more sense to me if his whole plan was to make smoothies out of them oh mm, real mutant smoothies <laughs> It doesn't give me any powers, but oof, man, is it good for you. There's so much vitamin B6 in this. <laughs> There's so much vitamin M. <laughs> for mutant. Uh, but no, he's he's grumpy about this because the stupid Enterprise has shown up and wrecked his plans, and his ship isn't fixed enough for him to blow up the stupid Enterprise, and all of his other Dracon uh, incursion troops were supposed to be back with all those mutants by now. You know, for juicing. Um, <laughs> those juice mutants. Mm-hmm. Oh, juice mutant, you're my favorite. <laughs> Uh, so he's grumpy, and he's talking to his second-in-command, Itosh, about it. Yeah, and, you know, at first he's just sort of mumbling to himself. He's like, this isn't going well. Oh, what's that, Captain? What's that you say? You're mumbling? Hmm? Captain? Are you admitting failure so I can order you to go to the recycling center? He's like, no, it just isn't going well. But it's you, still going. You dick. You, you wet dick. <laughs> You wet dick. Uh, Yeah, but at this point, he's like, all right, I assume probably that the Enterprise is also the one stopping my fucking teams on the ground from coming back up. They've Mm -hmm. almost assuredly called for backup. At this point, there are degrees of failure. Yes, and he's like, well, I can't call myself a failure because our society has one of those like automatic go-kill-yourself type situations. Uh, and I'm a total hypocrite about this, so I'm definitely not failing. I'm sort of succeeding in a bad way. Yeah, and his whole thing is he's like, all right, well, if I can't get them, then I obviously can't let the Federation get hold of these guys, because if they get a hold of it, they might be able to like discover how we made them, and then they might seed their own planet, and then later we might try to take them over, and then they'll have mutants. Yeah, they'll be completely hopped up on real mutant juice. <laughs> Which I'm not sure if it's a I drink. I don't know where you got this from, <laughs> that they were going to smoothie up these mutants. 
It's my head cannon, and I'm going to make it the real cannon. Who's going to stop me? This book is 25 years old. <laughs> Who can stop me? <laughs> uh. So uh, his plan at this point basically is, well, fuck it. If we can't have those mutants down there and their delicious juice, then neither can anyone else. Yeah. And instead of being like, oh, we'll send more troops down or we'll do whatever, he's just like, nah, fuck it. I'm just going to shoot a missile at the planet. Yeah. We'll start over. 20 years is nothing to us, I sod Joes. <laughs> or our species, the Dracon. And also the species. Yeah, sure. Whatever. I could wait another 20 years to get a sip of tasty juice. <laughs> This 20-year juice aged so nicely. You should just come on board with the juice thing. It's better than the original plan in the book. Uh, so, indeed, we got, we cut over to the Enterprise where Picard is staring out the view screen at the Conoract. Oh, if he could just stare it into dust. <laughs> oh, the looks could kill. If, with his mighty Picard-style stares. <laughs> you know how all the time Picard is just looking... Real angry at the view screen, just mean mugging it. That's that's what he's famous for, is standing at the view screen with his hands clasped behind his back, just being like, I'll kill you with my eyes. <clears throat> I hate you. <laughs> this is not Picard at all. Wait a minute. Also, the view screen's not a window. I don't know. It's, it's you know, it's a TV. He's looking at a big TV. He's like, ah, if my if my eyes could merely reach across the vast distances of space and also, you know, through the electronic channeling of this view screen than such that I could render them into dust. Dust that could not be recuperated without anything but the finest of juices. (sighs) You're going a little heavy on the juice thing. Like, I'm willing to give you a little bit of the juice, but you can't make everything about juice. (laughs) It's not 100% juice at this point. 8% juice made from solution. (laughs) That solution? Mutants. Mm, concentrate the mutant all right fine i'll stop talking about juice for about 20 minutes okay that's not true <laughs> we'll see i'm timing you i'm timing me oh ooh, we're having a good time <laughs> it's a time off uh up on the bridge with him of course is now archangel who has provided dick all as far as the insights that he said he was going <laughs> yeah, to have he just wanted to be on the bridge but as soon as he got there he just stood there keeping to himself and i like how picard's like i hate that guy why don't even let him on my bridge if he's just gonna stand there being quiet yeah he was like oh he was supposed to come up here and offer me insight so far all he has done is stand there and stare at the screen the same way i have yeah yeah if only he could use his mutant power to burn things he sees on tv to dust <laughs> Uh, and, you know, as he is having a mental rundown of how much he hates that mutant, that rabbit, do I hates that, I sad Joe, uh, then, uh, <laughs> Ensign Suttles, <laughs> old Mr. Suttles, the old Suttles who runs the local amusement park, <laughs> and he's like, oh, gee, Willikers, <laughs> the, the Dracon are powering up another whole board. <laughs> Listen, Captain, I just want you to stay away from my old-timey silver mine. They say it's haunted. (laughs) But not by me, no, sir. It's the ghost of the devil's past. (laughs) The haunted curse of the legend of the vampire's ghost. A mummy mystery. 
a mummy mystery. Does that mean the mummy is solving the mystery then? Like, the vampire's ghost is what you're trying to figure out, and the mummy is the one doing the detective work? No, the mummy thing is a red herring. The whole thing's a werewolf story. <laughs> the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Turns out, in the end, everyone was a werewolf. It's actually about uh, periods. Turns, it's, uh, Turns out. Yeah, whole thing's about uh, about uh, adolescence. So, uh, so yeah. Basically, he sees the missile get launched. Well, Suttles is like, sir, they seem to have launched some sort of projectile. And also, I have the silliest name. And Picard's like, well, Mr. Suttles, <laughs> you have a dumb name. <laughs> well, Mr. Suttles, since you're not my French bulldog, I gave a goofy name. <laughs> Come here, Mr. Suttles. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Yes. There we go. <laughs> right below the chin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's some kind of explosive device, and it's headed for Verdeen. <laughs> he said there'd only be a few Jaldians. <laughs> this is way too many Jaldians. <laughs> so, so Suttles lets him know about this interlocked ring of missiles, uh, and he's like, "Well, uh, Picard goes into an inner monologue where he's like, well, what are the ways I could possibly stop that? The energy weapons on my ship are shut down, so I can't shoot at it. Uh, I could fly in a shuttle to get it, but it would almost definitely blow me up. Yeah, like, if I take the shuttle to go blow it up, I'd have to get so close that the explosion would kill me. Mm -hmm. I could try and tractor it, but almost assuredly that wouldn't actually work. It would probably cause it to detonate. I could beam it on board the ship, which would probably cause it to detonate. So here's what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to slow it down and disarm it and then hit it with phasers from the uh, the shuttle. But I'm going to be definitely the one who has to fly it, even though my ship is still full of guys. Yeah, I got are... a whole ship full of dudes, but he's like, yo, Captain, got to take this one. This one's on me. Well, sir, I'm a bridge officer. My name's Ensign Suttles. My rank isn't just crewman. I, I got a whole piloting degree. I'm <laughs> real good at it. Look, I got one of them there pippy things on my neck. I got a pippy. I call this one long stocking. <laughs> it has a horse friend. <laughs> and on the side, there's a horse. <laughs> he's got a little horse button he's clipped on there. Uh. Look, I call him Eddie. <laughs> and there's a monkey one I'm working on. <laughs> I'm going to make a gator. <laughs> well, a gator. I don't Pippi Longstocking had a horse friend and a monkey friend. Yeah, but he's making a gator. Uh, he's got it all. You know, and send subtles. <laughs> subtles. <laughs> Off in the forest, just eating honey instead of participating in the war. <laughs> uh, well, no. For whatever reason, Picard's like, this is th- this one's this on is me. This is clearly a job for the captain. <laughs> So without announcing this plan in any capacity, he just goes, Suttles, you have the bridge. And he just walks off. Yeah. He's like, not, all right, we need to stop that, and I'll be the one doing it, because as captain, I can't ask any of my crew members to go on this suicide mission. Yes, you can. That's the point of captains. That's the whole reason that you have a captainship, is you make hard choices. It It happened to you in several of the episodes. Please don't just get up announce you are leaving and not tell anyone what you're doing how emo is patrick stewart today (laughs) but instead of being able to just sort of go where he wants archangel's like hey buddy hey i'm gonna follow you into that elevator because if there's one person who's perfectly good at squishing past closing elevator doors it's me a guy with 20 foot wings (laughs) yeah He's like, Oop. oh, let me just uh, get right past you there. Right. There we go. Here I am in the turbo lift in a in a uh, d- d- this a way of defying logic of space because my wings will not fit in this turbo lift. But here I am. Here I am. I'm going to rock you like a hurricane. <laughs> so so Archangel gets in the turbo lift with him. and He's like, hey, 
you're going to go get in the shuttlecraft and try and stop that miss that cluster missile, aren't you? And Picard doesn't well, go. What, what you, if I am? What, why are you calling it a cluster missile? Where did you pick up that language term, terminology, Archangel? It makes no sense to me. Eh, yeah, well, it's fine. Uh, and he's like, "Yes, I am. What's off it to you? It means nothing." <laughs> oh, <laughs> leave oh. me alone. I'm. I would like to be emo in my room. Ugh. Like, I understand that he's like, "Oh, I got to go do this thing," and I already hate Archangel, and I'm. I'm. In the mindset of I'm about to go on a suicide mission, mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with this blue asshole on the way. <laughs> but <sighs> here's the thing. He mentions that he could try and transport the missile onto the shuttle. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that means that you, you could transport, can transport it. it. Yeah, it means you could transport it anywhere. You could just transport it such that it is facing and flying in the opposite direction, right? And the whole thing, he was like, oh, but if I transport it, then that might make it detonate. And I go, great, transport it off into space somewhere. Yeah. And then if it detonates, it detonated off in space somewhere. I think I, I, I'm guessing that you have to be at a specific range in order to transport it. But ultimately, like you get to the absolute maximum range at which transporters will work at all. And you try from there. And if it blows up, great. And if it doesn't blow up, even better. You but just- the thing is, their transporters work from orbit to planet. So yeah. at this point, it hasn't even gotten to No, the you're planet. absolutely right. You're right. They should just use the transporter on in the first place. They should be like, yeah, just transport that thing onto the Conorak ship. What is that? Oh, it's it's a slow-moving missile. I mean, slow in terms of, you know, galactic speeds. Yeah. It'd be hilarious if all they did was just teleport it to, like, 15 feet away from the Conorak on the other side of it. I <laughs> <Like>, kept <laughs> <dumbass>. this momentum. <laughs> you this, idiot. This is how war works in Star Trek now. Oopsie doodles. <laughs> if you got a, t- a transporter, ooh, baby, you're a winner. <laughs> Anything mean, you put outside your ship, it better be shielded, or else it's coming right back at you. <laughs> of course, we've had the discussion about how transporters are, you know, the the uh, destroyer of Star Trek stories in general before. Yes. So we can skip this one. But uh, it, he needs to do a daring plan, and Archangel wants to go with him because he's like, yeah, I can fly. Once it's in the atmosphere, I can fly over to it and, de- and uh, disarm it. Yeah, because even if you go and try and just blow it up in the atmosphere, we don't know if it's going to have, like, fallout that then spreads and kills everyone. Mm-hmm. So, so it's l- going to be better to try and disarm it than just destroy it. Yeah, and then it'll just wump down onto the surface, as you know, a giant heavy missile, right? You know, still yeah, it'll just back down, just you know, right in the middle of town, just thump itself right out there in the middle for everyone to see. Yeah, just slap right down on the cold marble of the coffee table, right in the middle of dinner, just ruining everyone's good time. <laughs> this missile, <sighs> unstoppable. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean. Picard's like, you're an asshole and I hate you, but yes. <laughs> yeah, Picard really doesn't like Archangel. It's great. Like, Cause he, mostly because I'm always on board with Picard. Yeah, but in this one, he's just like, you're a piece of shit, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I need, to expl- I-, I need to explain something to you. You're a piece of shit and I don't like you. Yeah, it, there's something's going to follow it up. No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> there is no but here. <laughs> Except yours. Rippling muscle. Butt. When I first met you, I thought you were an absolute tool. And anyway, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do like that when he's like, hey, man, you should take me along. We get the... <laughs> rippling muscles oh, right the rippling muscles but the rippling muscles in particular are actually picard's temple 
because he's like deep in thought or something. Yeah, but the first thing it says like, and then the rippling muscles of Picard's, and I'm like, wait, hold on, when did Picard get jacked? <laughs> Picard's just in there rippling his butt muscles. Just, Picard just ooh, in there absolutely clapping. yoked. <laughs> just like, Archangel, do you lift? <laughs> just flexing at him real good. When I read it, my first thought was that it was Archangel having rippling muscles that were right up in Picard's face. <laughs> like, he was just sort of, hey, look at this, huh? Yeah. Just, yeah. just peck flexing right in Picard's face. You can't get pecs like this unless you got big old delt wings like some, like yours truly. Hell yeah. Every uh. time I flap these wings, it gives me a great chest workout. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it's just, that's their latest way of describing Picard as being deep in thought is that the, his, his temple muscles are rippling. He's rippling muscles along his temple. And I'm like, uh, what? Yeah. How- what muscles do you have on your temple, my dude? Uh, his templesiuses? Ah, yes, the templesius. Uh-huh. Uh, also famous for being a type of dinosaur that lived in a big religious building. You also have the, your the, temploids. Yeah, the templesiosaur. <laughs> the temploids, of course, are weird aliens. <laughs> yes. Uh, so they agree to do that, and I believe we cut away, or do we just stay with them until they do their whole thing? No, that's the end of the chapter. Okay, very good. Now we gotta cut back to Sovar, who, last time when his brother was like, fuck you, buddy, I'm leaving, and we cut directly back to right after that, and Sovar's like, no, fuck you, man, you're my brother, you don't get to leave. I, I'm, I appreciate that that happened, because that's one of my least favorite plot devices in, in, uh, like t- TV and uh, a lot of the time in TV and movies and so on, which is when a character's like, I'm angry and I'm leaving. And you're like, oh, they're going to walk away because they were about to get vital information, huh? And no one in the room is like, no, fuck you. You stand right the fuck there while I explain this. Yeah. Instead, in this one, like, Arid doesn't get to just walk off and be like, no, I'm grumpy. Fucking his brother's like, no, dude, you're my brother and we are helping you. I don't need your help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you clearly do. Yeah, we could just leave. He's like, you had no trouble leaving. Oh, my God, you petulant little shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Boomer. Okay. Eric <laughs> is just being a real dick for he's, no reason. He's had a day. <laughs> he's grumpy. He needs a nap. Anyway, he's like he's look. gone boom boom in his pants, and he needs a nap. Well, yeah, but uh, he's like he's like look upon me, brother. Look how gross I am now. He's like, I, I don't care. I know I don't care. You're my brother, and honestly, we live in Star Trek times. It's not like it's not like any of you look grotesque compared to the shit that we meet on a daily basis. Yeah, I'm like you got purple veiny neck. I I could not give less of a I'm fuck. I'm fairly certain I met an alien who had that the other day. Yeah. And also, I'm an alien in these crazy mixed up times, because <laughs> we're not humans, which are the center of this whole thing. Come on. Yeah. So at that point, he's like, oh, I'm a freak. Can't you see that I'm a freak? I'm a monster. The government hates me. The aliens hate me. And, you know, his brother's like, my dude, you are blood of my blood. Mm-hmm. We are super cool dudes. We need to get together. And then he sees his arid like raising up his laser fingers and he's like oh oh that looks like my brother's gonna kill me <laughs> i'm gonna get zip zapped but no of course it's that classic thing where there's a bad guy behind him yeah so he blasts the uh the dracon who is just sort of like struggling to get his weapon up mm-hmm. and at that point at least he goes yeah all right fine sure fuck it yeah now they're on the same team briefly uh he he has been carrying around another one of the transform by the foot but he hands her over to some other transformer and is like, you guys need to get out of here. I'm staying with my brother. And then out of nowhere, 
at the end of a good 10 minute conversation well, yeah, no they're they're like hey we got, i gotta get you someplace safe no you're getting all of us someplace safe and then all of a sudden even though she had not been mentioned in the entire chapter up to this point we get I agree, said Shadow Cat. <laughs> Amen to that, says Shadow Cat who from nowhere. Who presumably just popped up out of the floor again. Just whoop. Amen to that. Whoop. <laughs> just slide whistling her way around the environment. Uh, yeah, see, I'm willing to hang around with someone that annoying. You think your purple veins are going to bother me? Yeah, you got cool powers of shooting lasers. This one. <laughs> Save me from this lady. Oh, uh, I heard that. Oop, I'm everywhere. Bloop. <laughs> <laughs> just poking her head out of a building from the other side of the street i'm over here now just yeah i get it sticking her head out from the center of his chest looking up at him <laughs> hello now i'm your brother <laughs> uh, get out no my brother isn't stuck in my chest <laughs> quaid start the reactor <laughs> that's a thing you wouldn't get anyway ah, uh, i'm gonna go <laughs> that would be great shadow cat out <laughs> so that's the end of that little discussion i believe at this point we cut over to see what's going on with troy and colossus indeed now troy and colossus are running around and she is basically just having a musing on like the situation with colossus and how pissed off he was at the jaldians who were be being like oh get those freaks out of here man get them back where they belong <laughs> They don't belongs here in Verdine. Take them, you big dragonses. You'd be doing us a favors. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're all idiots here now. We're a couple of scrappy newsies and we're racist because of on account of what year it is. <laughs> it's okay. It's just a product of our times we is. <laughs> it's still the 1930s is on Jaldia. <laughs> Buy me papes, mister? Papes for a penny? <laughs> Ugh. So, yeah, she's just kind of being like, oh, Colossus, you were so angry. And, you know, I get it, but maybe maybe calm down a little. Take it down a notch, Colossus. And, of course, she's just keeping this all to herself instead of, you know, it's weird to see Troy away on this action mission, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah, she's like running through broken streets with a phaser out and a dude who's huge and made of metal, and she's just kind of like, you know, thinking about the emotions that I felt earlier, and I'm like, what? <laughs> so, Who is sitting there in a battle situation going, you know, Colossus, I think you had a real bad emotional response, and we should talk about it. I mean, to be fair, it, she doesn't do that. She's just thinking it quietly to herself. Uh, I just find it very weird that, that this is the thing that we're seeing right now, but then she gets her... Uh, her Troy sense tingles. Well, yeah, we hear some shouts, mm -hmm. and both of them are like, oh, shit, we gotta run. I feel more hatred than I ever have before, she thinks to herself, and then she breaks into a dead run, and Colossus, you know, just notices and goes after her. Yeah, and so they see some transformed running, and there are some blue energy beams oh, that right, are flying as well. They have to be like, oh, blue laser? Blue laser isn't green laser. Green laser is what the enemy's using. Wait a minute, blue laser fights red laser. Yeah. We have blue versus green on the streets here. Yeah. Uh, but she's like, wait, those are blue lasers. That can't be right. They aren't our weird orange-yellow lasers. And it's not the green ones of the Dracon. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see. It is Jaldian police force. Yeah, the Jaldians use special blue lasers. Yeah, they have a thin blue line that they shoot out. <laughs> uh, and it looks, as they are running along chasing after these transformed, as though the, uh, the police force of Jaldia is just straight up 
opening fire on the on the transformed. Yeah, I mean, as far as it looks right now, given that the transformed are running one direction and behind them are people opening uh, fire, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, apparently the police have decided, fuck the invading aliens, we're just going to go after these guys, and this pushes Colossus over the edge. Yeah, this is too much for him. He yells a, gen- a, a gigantic, no, stop. No. Now, let's talk, let's stop out for just a second. Is, was there going to be a better opportunity in this book for a Niet? Right? That's just what I was thinking. <laughs> I'm like, come on. You've given us enough of that bullshit banshee talk that you couldn't give us one yet. We've gotten a Himmel from Nightcrawler. Yeah, he got, he's given us a couple of them. I think he also gave us a uh, a knocked Sieg, something or other. The, the, uh, the one that just means, like, later. I, think, I, I yeah. mean, I'm sure he's probably given us a Guten Tag. Yeah. But but nothing. not a Niet. We can't get a Niet at this point. Nothing out of Colossus. Yeah. A no. Was this a brief period in the 90s where Colossus was American? What are we doing? He's been Americanized too hard. Yeah. I want him re-balkanized right now. <laughs> I want this rubberized. <laughs> get it so balkanized, this rubber. Uh, isn't that vulcanized? Yes. <laughs> but I want it balkanized. All right. Well, I guess I'll allow it. I want Russian rubber. Also, <laughs> it's time for our sponsor, Russian rubber. <laughs> Have you considered Russian rubber? It's my favorite flavor of juice. There we go. 20 minutes. <laughs> Due diligence. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he just charges into the line of like police force and various civilians that are with them. And, I mean, to his credit, he's not, like, just beating the shit out of him. He is just like a parent with a naughty child taking the weapons out of their hands and putting them somewhere else. <laughs> Looks at the Jaldian police force. What do you have there? A gun! No! <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, he's just taking their guns and hurling them down the street. Yeah, he's just like, and I'll take this, and huck that, and I'll take this, and huck that. And he is just rampaging. They're starting to tackle him, but he doesn't care. He's just he's Colossus. He's Colossus. What the he's... fuck is one random dude jumping on him going to do? Yeah. He's like, my dude, I go toe-to-toe with, like, Juggernaut. There's no way some random Jaldian jumping on me is going to matter. Right. And it's at this point where Troy finally notices that the Jaldian police aren't shooting at the Transformed or even at Colossus, but rather at some Dracon soldiers. Yeah, because the... Uh... The Transformed start running back this direction. Yeah, they're hiding amongst the police now. And she's like, oh, oh, I get it. They were actually firing past the mm-hmm. Jaldians that were transformed and into the Dracon. We just didn't see the Dracon. This is the scene in the Rocketeer where the uh, police and the the uh, gangsters are like, well, at least we ain't Nazis. <laughs> uh, yeah, and this entire scene is basically just... Let's teach Colossus a lesson. Ah, oh, god damn it! Well, you know, we were talking about how Colossus, how I have a negative view of Colossus because of a brief period in the late '80s where he was just a real piece of shit. Yeah, he's just he's still supposed to be the hero, but he kept being like, oh, "I'm breaking up with my girlfriend for an even blonder girlfriend who doesn't speak any languages I can t- as far as I can tell at all." <laughs> You're just just so hung up on them Secret Wars. He's he's a piece of shit in the Secret Wars. And then also he breaks up a Shadow Cat right after them, which leads to one of the best X-Men comics of all time, in which he is the centerpiece, a big piece of shit. (laughs) 
and the only, and the person who's there to punish him for that is just fucking uh, uh, Juggernaut. Yeah, that's Juggernaut and him. Yeah, and the rest of the X Men are like, should we help? Not nah, fuck him. Yeah, no, that's my favorite X Men comic, single uh, comic of any uh, of all time, is the one where Juggernaut just fucking hits Colossus in the face with a bar. <laughs> yeah, and Wolverine just like, nah, I'm good. The ending he can of it take is, it. That the ending is the best. Where where the, he's standing in the wreckage of the bar and he sees Wolverine over the side and he's like, well, do you want any of this? No. Okay. Nah, I'm okay. good. Well, here, this ought to cover the bar, says, says Juggernaut, throwing him a wad of money and then stomping away. It's the best. <laughs> I love that Juggernaut just has random cover destruction money in hand, too. Yeah. He's like, look, I probably, I don't know, robbed a bank or something. Anyway, here you go. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the whole thing is, you know, Troy has to be like, Colossus, stop. Shouldn't you have learned a lesson? You have rashly judged these Jaldians in the way that they have judged the transformed. Do you not think this lesson will follow you? And he's like, oh no, I am hoisted by my own petard. Event, uh, while I am okay and unharmed in the moment, surely this ironic twist of events will, will chase me for many decades to come. And then, of course, they look over at the Dracon who are bearing down on them, and Wolverine just shows up and fucks their shit. I like how Wolverine, they can't even describe him because it's a PG-rated book. So Wolverine's just like, ah, I've showed up and I'm slicing and dicing. Yeah, but, it's you know. just, oh, a blue and yellow blur showed up, claws out, mm-hmm. taking down the Dracon. You're like, yeah, you can't say he's to, like cutting their heads off or nothing, but yeah. we get it. We get it. A blue and yellow blur showed up, and it turned out to be Sonic and Tails. Blue and yellow blur showed up, and it was the Wizard. It was the San Diego Chargers. (laughs) This book was written in the 90s. Shut up. (laughs) Uh, That's great. (laughs) The Chargers. Uh, They're blue and yellow. I mean, they're not San Diego anymore, but like I said, the book's from the 90s. Yeah, it's fine. Yep. It would have been back then. Everything's great. Yeah. So, (laughs) Wolverine is fucking their shit up, and Colossus is like, ooh, fun times, and just runs over there and starts also donking them on the head. I shall punch them as well, my comrade, but I will forever be tinged by guilt and remorse for the decision I have made today. Oh, it will be a long time before I forget this lesson. <laughs> and now, yet. <laughs> but I will forget it, and I will do this exact same stupid thing again, for I am Colossus, nature's giant metal idiot. <laughs> Writers love to make me learn lessons. <laughs> They're like, he is big, he should learn lesson. And I am like, why? I am perfectly nice. And they're like, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's true. He he re- usually is kind of the heart of the X-Men, like a generic stand-up nice dude. Yeah, it's like, but what that- is Colossus? Oh, he's just a very gentle, nice person who's like, I want to use my powers for good. But anytime a writer's like, who do I need to teach a lesson to? Mm-hmm. They always pick him in the same way that they're like, Oh, who do we want to hoist by their own petard? I guess Worf, because it's the easiest way to just have someone slap him to make it show it's dangerous. Yeah, Worf ends up being the danger magnet a lot in old uh, TNG episodes, because they're like, well, we have to establish that this foe is stronger than a Klingon. Yeah, so I guess we'll have this foe come up, Worf will try to do something, and it'll just backhand him and send him flying, and that's how we know it's dangerous. And in the same way, anytime they're like, Ooh, we need something stupid to happen to one of the X-Men. We'll make it happen to Colossus. Yeah, he's the litmus Klingon. Uh, and, and yeah, it's the same thing with Colossus. Although Colossus, it's almost always relationship drama. I feel like there's other X-Men who have to learn the you're pushing too hard or you haven't you haven't learned to be good to people type lessons. Well, yeah, because a lot of the other X-Men you can't kind of do that with because you're like, okay, we already have the set 
love triangle thing with Gene and Scott and Wolverine. So that's set. We can't really do anything if we want to do a relationship thing there. Yeah. We already have the Rogue and Gambit thing. Like, so many people are set yeah. as their dynamic that Colossus was the one they were like, oh, we can just fuck with this guy. Who cares? Yeah. Jubilee is another one who's constantly having to learn lessons because she's always like, I'll sneak out at night and go to the mall. Oh, no, I got captured by Morlocks. I sure learned my lesson. <laughs> Except I didn't, and I'll continue to do this. <laughs> So, uh, meanwhile, they are all engaged in a big fracas, which ends eventually. Uh, the, the, poli- the combined efforts of the police force and some X-Men and, you know, Counselor Troy uh, managed to defeat the Dracon, and they're standing amidst a heap of dead dragon men uh, when Wolverine finally speaks. And he's like, hey, thanks for saving me some, you know, walking around corpses to mutilate, darling. <laughs> uh, yeah. And she's like, uh, you're, you're, I guess my pleasure. <laughs> you're welcome. You uh, terrifying I'm gl- psycho. I'm glad you could show up and murder people. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Me too. I'm the best there is at what I do. Berserker Bub. barrage. <laughs> X-Claw. <laughs> <laughs> so then we go over to Picard, who is chasing a missile. Yeah. Picard is chasing after a missile in a shuttlecraft. Uh, he's got, uh, archangel with him and the ship is starting to heat up because the two of them are have rippling muscles everywhere it's, <laughs> just, uh, right now it's really it's sweat really, is dripping down his rippling muscles it's getting real steamy in here <laughs> uh now because he is trying to match the speed of this missile uh he is going faster than the shuttle is apparently rated for and that's dumb. Yeah. So what's happening is normally he flies slowly through atmosphere in the shield in the shuttle because then the shields prevent reentry heat. Yeah. But he's and going. F- this has a thick atmosphere because it's got all that weird particle energy blocking nonsense. Yep. So it's even worse as far as reentry goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and he's explaining this all to Archangel, and he's like, Archangel, you'll find that this this planet has a thick, uncut atmosphere. <laughs> It's really veiny. <laughs> Rippling. <laughs> now, this atmosphere is repelling my thrust with a counter thrust. <laughs> ah, I'm trying to penetrate this atmosphere. <laughs> thrust into it. Oh, it's putting up a good fight. <laughs> oh, there's lots of friction now. <laughs> but I've well lubricated my shuttle with shields. <laughs> Uh, you I, have to have protection before you penetrate. Are you getting any of this, Archangel? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Archangel in the back, just like, no. What? No, what? No. Okay, yeah, no, I totally understand the thing you said about shields or whatever. Yeah, we're, we're flying into a planet. I mm-hmm. get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn. Damn it. <laughs> I figured if I was going to die heroically, I might as well die heroically and a little randy. <laughs> Oh, you brought a little Randy on with you? Where's Randy? (laughs) Randy, get out here. No, Archangel, what I'm trying to explain is that the captain always goes down on the ship. Yeah, no, I get it. No, no, yeah, no, goes down with the ship. That's what you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, the the ship blows up and you're going to be there. I'm going to suck your dick. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Get that big blue thing out here. (laughs) I'm like a Ken doll down there, Picard. Apocalypse took my ding-dang. It's one of my mutations. <laughs> Apocalypse done ripped my ding-dong off. I got a bird-style gonopore. <laughs> Only person I can have sex with is Beak, and he's always like, no. 
Just like my hollow bones, I have a hollow dick. Uh, anyway, it is getting extremely warm in this shuttlecraft as they are attempting to keep pace with this missile. And I don't, I don't understand how it's going faster than the uh, shuttle normally would go, mm. given that it is used for space travel. Yeah, and given that the shuttle is warp capable and quite fast. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm like, nah, but you shuttle over in between places. If you were going faster than this shuttle normally would go, mm. you would already have smashed into the planet by now. No, it's totally true. But whatever, it's a good set piece. And eventually Picard manages to get a tractor lock on the thing, but it's too fast for him to slow it down, really. So, And also having the tractor lock turns the heat up even ha- harder. Yeah, because he's like, oh, well, now I got to deal with pulling the weight of this missile as well as the shuttle and... But they've entered atmosphere, and they are pulling back on the thing, so Archangel's like, all right, great, now let me out, and I'll go get started on what it is that I do best, which is disarm floating cluster missile rings. Yeah, you'll tell me what to do, mm-hmm. and the book just sort of goes, and Picard indeed did tell him that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a part, There's a, they're like, th- th- this action scene is so next generation-y, which is to the book's credit, where it's like, uh, Archangel's like, well, how am or, or, Picard says to Archangel, how are you going to defuse the missile? You don't know anything about it. Well, yeah, but you have fancy scanny doodles. So you're going to use your fancy scanny doodles on the on the bomby, bomby ding, and then you'll tell me what to do, and I'll go and I'll do it. And he's like, all right, fine, you can come on the ship then. And then when they're chasing the missile, Picard's like, I'll scan it and scan it and scan it some more. Yeah, he's like, ooh, this uh, atmosphere is really messing with my scans. I'm going to have to scan harder. And then eventually he's like, oh, got it. There's the and scans. then the line is just... And he told Archangel what to do. You're like, thanks. Then he opens up the door in the back of the ship, and Archangel corkscrews out and flies out and lands on the bomb, and that's where we cut for that part. Yeah. So he's out and about, way up in the atmosphere. I don't I don't know what Archangel's top speed is, but apparently he can keep up with a missile and a shuttle going faster than it is supposed to go. Coming up on bonus content, the top speed of Archangel and more. <laughs> hey, did you know at patreon.com slash system mastery, you can get bonus content for this sure show? sure can. There's plenty of it, too. There's something like 490 episodes of various bonus contents available on that on our Patreon right now. Patreon, apparently. Apparently, I'm the one person in the world who says it wrong. No, uh, I was saying it wrong, and then I corrected myself hmm. because someone presented me with new information about how it should be said, hmm? and I changed my worldview. Hmm? Are you still tinged with regret over your mistakes of the past? It will haunt me for many days. Okay, that's good to know. I'm glad to hear that. Perhaps you should schedule some counseling. Uh, so, yeah, over at patreon.com slash systemmastery, you can unlock bonus content for the Expounded Universe shows. Two bucks. Two bucks! Good deal. We go and we, t- we tell each other dumb stories from the internet. All right, so, uh, so we check. Last we, chapter. Last chapter. Here we go. Chapter 29. It's time to check in with Riker and Storm, because mm-hmm. we haven't checked in at all with them since they landed. Yeah, we have no idea what's going on with them. And they are st- they're standing atop a heap of broken, mangled Dracon corpses. And I was like, God damn, Riker. But apparently he didn't do it. No. He's like, oh, these guys have all just been crushed with masonry and 
half buried. You're like, oh, I get it. Rahatan. Yeah. Rahatan's out here doing doing his uh, dirty earth mover business. Yeah, because they're all just like, uh, either a building has crushed them or they're covered in rocks and dirt. The or earth whatever. swallowed them up and squished them to death. All kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, we got a lot of Rahatan business going on here. Mm-hmm. So they're like, there's Ooh. something Rahatan in Denmark. I'll allow it. And I'm the one who said it. So it's yeah. okay. Yeah. I don't know. That was pretty juicy. Hey. <laughs> hey. Well, yeah, because Rahatan is a pretty juicy mutant. I mean, if you were to sque- of all the mutants on this planet, if you were to squeeze them for good mutant juice, he's probably the best one. Ooh, it's the tastiest. Mm-hmm. The sweet tang of Jaldia Rahatan flavor. Mmm. I don't know why Riker in this appears to be like, what? These... These mere children using powers like this? Yeah. Yeah, he's... He, well, it's mostly just so he can work in a show reference. Because he's like, I can't believe this. These neophytes, these these newbies in the world of having superpowers. And then he stops and checks himself by singing the entire Mr. Wendell song. <laughs> a man, a human in flesh, but not for long. He's going to get juiced. <laughs> Uh, he recalls what it was like when Q endowed him with virtual omnipotence. Yeah, and he was like, oh, right, when I had superhuman ultra powers, I was an, a, a dizzying neophyte as well who could not really control them. I was like a puppy with unphenomenal cosmic power. But, unphenomenal. Yeah, non-phenomenal. Whoops. <laughs> these <laughs> these phenomenal powers, not very phenomenal. <laughs> They're fine. It's like he's more of an R than a Q. But he's like, oh, I was in control of these powers from the get-go. Mm-hmm. It just sort of came naturally that I would have them. Yeah. So I guess these mutants might just be able to use their powers. Mm-hmm. And even then, I'm like, my dude, they've had their powers, and you know this, for like a month now at least. Right. It, it, honestly, it could have been any show reference. It could have been like, been like, yeah, you know, remember that time when I split into myself and Thomas Riker? Thomas Riker had all of my memories and skills immediately. He just slipped naturally into being another me. <laughs> and that's what these guys are doing. They're like Lil Rikers running around. <laughs> uh, in fact, when we get them on board, I'm going to make them the Lil Rikers. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a moment in history they'll call the Riker Maneuvers. Ugh. <laughs> uh. So, at that point, uh, we actually come around to seeing what is going on, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> there's a bunch of earthquaking nonsense happening, and Storm just sort of starts to take off, and Riker's like, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> hey, come back here. And she's like, oh, right, a human. How quaint. <laughs> and so she just, like, flies down, grabs him by the arms, and is like, ups a daisy Yeah, she takes him by the hand and just flies with him, because her power, she can't fly, really. She can just sort of push herself into the air with wind. So, obviously, she could just make someone else fly, too. It's no big deal. Uh, but he has to be all, like, having a Mary Poppins moment, where he's like, yeah, you know, I actually came in by space shuttle, and I fly on things all the time, but not like this. Man, when I had Q's power, I never thought to go flying. What a missed opportunity. It's like, whatever, dude, you can go flying whenever you want. That's what the holodeck is for. Yeah, just be like, holodeck, make it so, like, I fly. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> great. Would you like us to extrapolate also and make the make your flying super smart and, and weirdly, uh... It, integral to your plans coming up yeah sure let's do that too yeah sure whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> extrapolate from a theoretical database what it would look like if i could fly like a bird and also i'm from a di- uh, long list of dinosaurs uh 
it really sounded like you said theoretical database, and I was like, oh yeah, that's that's what they use on Ghostbusters, <laughs> the theoretical database. Yeah, I'm I'm having a lot of uh, uh, mush mouth issues today. I think, mm, I think. So mushy. Yeah, I'm probably just really excited about this exciting chapter. So exciting. Mm-hmm. So they go flying around, and until eventually they see Rahatan on a giant like pillar of dirt mm-hmm. with his cronies around him yeah he's got his primary cronies including uh heavy bug man uh green pock face a shield maker and dude who has special eyes <laughs> he has special eyes he's got the luminous eyes i forgot what his power was i, I think he's uh, the one who x-ray keep... vision basically oh, x-ray vision right okay so he's not it's pockmark head who's the one who does the he's the psychic the, the, the yeah he's the one who's connecting everyone for linked psychic communication yeah and then they've got Strongman Bug Dude and Force Field Lady is here, too. Yes. Unfortunately, the, the uh, Jaldians have not yet thought that they should give themselves cool superhero names. No. So we don't have a, like, ah, yes, and then, I don't know, like, power feedback came after me. And Yeah, the problem the, problem the Jaldians are going to run into here is that most mutants in the X-Men take their names from Earth-based idioms or references to Earth technology or uh, you know, just references in general. So you can't have Rahatan being like, I shall call myself Steam Shovel. And they'll be like, what's a Steam Shovel? What are, you, what are you talking about? What? Huh? What is that? I shall call myself Gablart, the equivalent of a Steam Shovel on this planet. Yeah. And then other people be like, that doesn't make sense. And he's like, you're racist. <laughs> it's not my fault you don't know the glories of Paul Gablart, Maul Gablart. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, hey, you're welcome. Uh, so yeah, they land. And they're like, "Hi, I'm Riker from the USS Enterprise. I'm here to help." And they're like, "Hey, how about you go fuck yourself?" Do we look like we need your help, you stupid, dirty human? I'm gonna go murder all these dracon. Like, uh, oh, okay, but no. Yeah, please don't do that. Uh, we're here to help because we have like a spaceship and we're really cool. I'm in charge around here. Well, who put you in charge? I did, because I'm powerful. I do like that, where he's like, under what authority are you in charge? I don't know, my own. Up yours. <laughs> Fuck you. Being in trouble is a fake idea. <laughs> I'm the leader of the country of Rahatan, and you're in it now, buddy. <laughs> so Riker, does. he's like tr- still trying to talk him down when a couple of Riker's cronies approach on no... Uh, Riker's cronies. Yeah, Riker's cronies. That's what he calls them. He's like, these are my cronies. These are my cronies. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> he's got my cronies. I'm just saying that Riker has weirdly small legs. Watch the episodes. You'll see it for yourself. Uh, so Wilkes and Calderon show up, and they have weapons out, and Rahatan's like, ah, ah, ah. You didn't say the magic word. Yeah, so... Ah, so- ah, ah. <laughs> you didn't say the magic word. <laughs> Buy my book. <laughs> So so Riker's like, hey, hey, put your weapons down, put your weapons down. And they do, but it's not good enough for Rahatan, who flings them into the air with earth columns. Yeah, he just basically shoots them straight up, and they land down all beaten and broken. Yeah, they, he, just, he just kills the two of them right away. And Riker's like, well, okay, now it's on. All right, well, fuck you now. Yeah. Uh, and so now battle has almost engaged when suddenly Storm steps forward. Yeah, and Storm's just like, hey, asshole, cut it out. And he's like... Oh, you're going to make me? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. well. <laughs> I love that Storm during this whole thing, Rahatan's getting, like, increasingly belligerent. He's like, I am amazingly powerful. You have bitten off more than you can chew. Oh, you think so? Yeah. <laughs> right, I guess we'll find out in a second, won't we? Uh, there's also a point where he tries to, he's like, ah, a handsome woman like you would look well by my side. Ah, uh, perhaps you could join me? And she's like, yeah, nah, I no. think I'm good. Mm. I'll take my chances fighting you. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, what what have you to say about my actions? Would you not kill a man who would kill you? He's like, no, I wouldn't kill anyone. Yeah, I don't have to. I'm, I'm an X-Man. I'm, I have super awesome powers. I don't need to kill people. I'm way better at not killing people than you are, apparently. And he's like, well, fuck you, I'm oh. super powerful. <laughs> he's like, meh. Nah, you really aren't. Not compared to Storm. This is not <laughs> going to go well for you. Yeah, I'm like... Storm has been doing this for a while and has amazing, awesome powers. You control dirt and she flies. So <laughs> yeah, the moment you're set, he's like, "What's your power? Earth moving? Oh yeah, you're not very good against Storm. You should not be doing this." Ooh, ooh you done goofed. Because <laughs> <laughs> she'll just go up a little. She's gonna not be on the ground, and he indeed is like. Aha! See my power. Opens a crevice beneath her. She falls down and then just flies out of it and is like. What a dumb idiot. Come you on, are. man. This isn't going to work. You want to stop this now? And he's like, I shall kill you. <laughs> and just starts like hucking rocks. And she just, without moving, is like, lightning bolt, destroy rock. Mm. Throws another one. Lightning bolt, destroy rock. You fucking done now? Yeah. Can we stop this? Uh, you going to have a tantrum again? <laughs> uh, baby, need his bottle? M- meanwhile, Riker is just picking off henchmen one by one. Yeah. He's like, all right, I'm going to try and shoot Rotten. No force field lady. All right, fine. I'll pick off the other ones. <laughs> yeah, so he picks off Pock, oh, Pockmark Head and eye, Eyeball Guy uh, and then goes after Force Field Lady. And it, she Force Fields a couple times, but she's not, like, perfect at it. No, he eventually, like, just nicks her in the side, but it's enough to make her double over. Yeah, so she falls down, and now Rahatan is unprotected. But before he can get a shot off on Rahatan, oh, here comes big, strong bug exoskeleton man. Yeah, and the bug guy's not super coordinated because Riker just sort of like dodges to the side mm-hmm. and Bugman comes after him again dodges to the side and then eventually he is almost defeated as Riker by just tripping he yeah just, he he's... falls over some <laughs> fucking uh, debris there's some upturned debris and he just trips and falls he's like oh and that... loses the phaser so he's like oh man that wasn't very dignified he says as he just stands up and throws a rock at the Bugman, which knocks him unconscious yeah he just <laughs> Picks up a rock, throws it at a giant Bugman, hits him on the forehead, and Bugman's knees buckle and he goes unconscious. And you're like, really? <laughs> that's how the big Bugman goes down? Mm-hmm. A rock to the head? Hey, that's a good way to go, man. If you're going to take out Goliath. Yeah, you want to be a David, or I guess in this case, a William. That's Riker's first name. Yeah, I I, I yeah. guess. And his middle name is, starts with a T, but I don't know what that stands for. Uh, Tiberius. Tiberi- Ticond- <laughs> Ticonderoga. Tiberius is a weirdly popular middle name in Star Trek universe. Yeah. Everyone has it. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Literally everyone. Yeah, Jean-Luc Tiberius Picard, of course. <laughs> uh, So Storm and uh, Rahatan still fighting, and he's just like, all right, well, I'll make the shit I'm standing on into a wave of Earth. And yeah, she's he like, does, yeah, he, okay. he does the ground wave thing, and she's just like, well, I'll just go up a little. What, what, what is that? I'm like, And <laughs> I'll go up, and let's just, you know what? Let's get creative with it. I'm going to hit you with hail. Yeah. And so it starts hailing on him, and he's like, ow, ow, fuck ow. I hate this. <laughs> I hate this hail. And eventually he just sort of falls down after getting pelted a bunch, Yeah, and she's like, good. Now shut up. <laughs> Let's knock this off before I move to an even weirder weather thing. Yeah. And, you know, he tries one last time where he, like, shoots himself using dirt at her. Yeah. And, and she, she's she, like, you're in the air. Anyway, whirlwind around you. And he's like, and she, like, sucks the, the, lifts him way up into the sky, spinning around. He's calling for henchmen, but no one can help him. So he spins till he's unconscious, like a toddler on a bad day. Yeah, she just straight British nannies this guy, uh-huh. drops him down onto the gla- ground, and is like, 
Great, good, and that's done. Mm-hmm. Hey, did I mention I'm Storm? Don't step to me. <laughs> I'm o- the only one of the X-Men who came here that really matters. <laughs> Look, everyone else is cute and all, but I'm Storm. I mean, granted, Wolverine and, and Nightcrawler are both here, and I would, bo- I would put both of them as very powerful mutants. Oh, yeah. I mean, the rest of the squad are like, oh, you got powerful mutant abilities, mm-hmm. but Storm is just a- another level. We're yeah, like, you got... Above too many abilities well she's one of the ones where her abilities have been explored to their full extent they never do that with nightcrawler nightcrawler is always just like bam it smells bad ha ha but you know you could if you really think about the full extent of his powers he would be terrifying yeah there's no point where he's like oh i grab this uh this pole and then i bamf behind you and have the pole stick out of you yeah like i don't just absolutely body horror a motherfucker and be like, oh, I grab a guy and teleport and then half his face is now in a wall. Anyway, I'm Nightcrawler. <laughs> yeah, a lot a lot of X-Men, they, they've never fully explored everything they can do with their powers. And the ones where they do, they always end up being like, well, now he's an Omega-level mutant. This guy, Iceman, ridiculous. What are we talking about? He's the most powerful mutant ever made. Just because some author was like, well, what could he really do? Like, what's the full extent of ice powers? Well, especially when they're like, wait a minute. He turns himself into ice? Mm -hmm. Ah, shit. This dude's gotten way too good. Well, that and also, they're always saying that he freezes, like, water in the air to create his ice stuff. That can't be true. He makes way more ice than there is localized water in the app. So, so obviously, he can just generate water out of nowhere, which is an insane power. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he's a very powerful mutant, is Ice Man, and I'm kind of sad he's not here. Right now, in this room, in this room, with us, hanging out, immune to chip damage. Yeah, I'd be like, Bobby, how you doing? (laughs) Are you the gay one? (laughs) I hope you're the gay one. And he'd be like, No, that was a different universe. Damn it! (laughs) Damn. I think that's the core universe, right? It's the six one six Iceman is currently gay. It's just well, he's in this current continuity, but he's not the regular Iceman. He was the past universe. No, he's, Iceman. Yeah, he's, he's Iceman from the past, and they went back and got the original X-Men as they were kids, and this version from a slightly different universe is out and open and okay with it, uh, and he has to convince his the, his older self, because obviously when he's like, oh yeah, I'm gay, everyone looks at older Iceman and is like, eh? eh? And he's like, no. <laughs> they must I'm be in from- a relationship with Polaris, fuck off. Yeah, no you're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I don't think so. In fact, you've never been in a meaningful relationship, and this really clicks for a lot of, th- a lot of reasons, all of a sudden. Uh, but I think eventually that that whole storyline is that young Iceman ha- helps guide old Iceman out of the closet. Uh, so I think current continuity Iceman is is gay, yeah. But I'm not sure. I, I have if, no idea what's I'm going probably on about with a current, year, current continuity Iceman. I'm about a year behind the times. So I haven't read a single one of those comics that are about like the powers of X, House of X, the, thing. the Krakoa, where, where everyone yeah. lives on the continent of Krakoa now. I haven't read that stuff yet. I've heard it's really, really good. I have heard some things about it. I've heard they're doing very weird nonsense with it. And, you know, yeah, that's neat. But that's I, I haven't touched it yet. I, I actually was so excited about it that I looked into getting the uh, the Marvel Unlimited or whatever it's called, like mm-hmm. the read as many comics as you want on your computer for like a, a monthly fee. Yeah. Turns out it's six months da- uh, past d- date. That's how it works. The, the, uh, the, it's paper edition only for six months. Huh. So if I want to I mean, read- I guess that's the deal they had to strike with the actual, like, yeah. brick and mortars. Yep. So I, I have uh, not been able to follow up on it, but I will eventually. 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 So uh, there you have it. And then I think we're mostly done. And then that's it. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, it basically, it ends with 
Storm having just clowned on Rahatan, and that's the end of that. Yeah, and Riker's like, wow, look at the gentleness as she puts his unconscious form back on the ground. Like, I probably would have just slammed that dude in the ground like an idiot because he just killed two of my guys, Mm -hmm. and Storm just sort of, like, set him down like a sleepy baby. Yeah. So... That's the end of these chapters, and we are very close to done with this book. I think we, we are have so close. I think we maybe have two episodes left in here. Maybe might even know. be might even be one. I don't. I don't actually I mean, know. No, it'll no. be more than one. Okay, so uh, so stay tuned because we are almost done, and then it's right back to Star Wars uh, coming soon. We will be doing our wrap up episode of this, like we always do, where we will will announce the next book. Oh, and by the way, it is exactly two. We have six more things to get to. So there's two, ep- there's two episodes plus a wrap-up left, and then we're right back over to Star Wars land, where I believe we belong. Well, eh. this has been a fun <laughs> experiment, but I think we're going... I mean, unless you unless you want me to give John the reins again, and he gives us like a Dune book or something. Nah, man. I'll just go full comic book at that point. I'll be like, Are the, our book is the graphic novel of whatever... Fuck you. Oh, I don't great. care. That's going to make really good visual or, or uh, podcast language. Hell yeah. And in this panel, the Max punches an is. <laughs> Was that the graphic nah. novel you meant? No. We'll, no. we'll do, uh, you know, Secret Wars, and then you can get real angry at Colossus again. <laughs> <laughs> in this one, the little gay hockey kid is regarded as cute by the older gay hockey kid. The little gay hockey kid? Yeah, it's a webcomic that got made into a graphic novel about uh, a kid playing ho- like growing up and going to ho- playing hockey and being in like a fraternity. All right. Yeah, it's very popular and very gay and very cute. All right. Yeah. Uh, I cannot remember the name of it, so if you're the author of that and you're a fan of ours, I apologize. <laughs> I, uh, if that happens to be the case, yeah. and that would be weird. I, I found your, your webcomic very cute. And I have never heard of it. Yeah. And John has never heard of it. But then again, you probably haven't heard of most webcomics, really, when you well, really boil it down. Well, given that there are so many webcomics, and yeah. most of them are bad. Yeah. Yeah. Don, let me describe to you a webcomic. It's two white dudes <laughs> with zany haircuts, and they're sitting on a couch, and they say stuff about video games. Oh, my goodness. That narrowed it down. <laughs> let me ask you, do they have a wacky sidekick? Yeah, who is like an animate video game console or... The Some go- kind of robo. The ghost of a velociraptor. Yeah, they have that kind of thing. Yeah, they have the funky phantom as their <laughs> friend. Uh, I'm an early founding father. <laughs> <laughs> Exit 1776 even. I think my Xbox One is bricked. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I feel like you're cheating in Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to throw this into the harbor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Penny Arcade meets the Funky Phantom. Great. Coming soon to a webcomic near you. I'd read it. <laughs> I'd be more likely to read it than I am to read Penny Arcade. True facts. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for joining us. Of course, as always, patreon.com slash system mastery. Support us. Get some content, help out the show. And hey, last chance to buy that book. I don't think we have another episode coming out before the live street date of that book. We might have another system mastery. Uh, but the street date for book release, according to Amazon.com, or of our joke book, A Dragon Walks Into a Bar, is December 3rd. Yeah. Go out there. Buy, Get a, it. buy a copy right now. My birthday's December 8th. It'd be a big birthday present for me. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Big birthday present if you bought one copy of If you bought book. one copy of my book and then I got the 5% royalty fee, I, you'd be paying off a tiny amount of our advance. And that, <laughs> and that would be a huge help to me. <laughs> uh, so thank you so much for joining us. We will, of course, be back next week. Yeah, it's Ish. before Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll be back next week. Screw it. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, because you're probably going to have to. Yeah, because John goes out of town for his Thanksgiving good times. Yeah, but I'll be back before we need to do anything. We we may, and if it doesn't work out that way, uh, because I might be doing some holiday baking, then we'll still get the episode out. It'll just be at a different time. Yeah. Yeah, but we are planning to probably take a week off from from, uh, Expounded Universe sometime around Christmas, as we often do. Yeah, especially because Christmas lands on, like, a Wednesday this Mm -hmm. week, or this year. Yeah. The, uh... The timing of it is going to be such that it's going to be difficult. But as always, we keep the system masteries going to the best of our ability, but the other shows may uh, drop out just a tiny bit around the holidays so that we can have some family time. Yes, indeed. Mm -hmm. But uh, there you go. Just to let you know, I am, of course, the best there is at what I do. (laughs) And And what I do is bake ridiculous blueberry pies I stole from Binging with Babish. (laughs) 